everyone. This is Stacey Ober, NSPE's Senior Manager of Public Relations and Outreach, here with you today uh, for an extra bonus episode of NSPE Speaks. I am here with our newly installed president, Cody Verhalen. Hi, Cody. Hey, Stacey. And we are here to talk to Cody about um, what she is envisioning for the future of NSPE and a few other questions. So let me go ahead and start off by giving you a little background on Cody. She currently is our 2016-17 president. Cody was installed back at the June meeting in Dallas this year. She is the youngest professional engineer to serve as NSPE's president since our founding in 1934. Cody is an associate in the energy section at the law firm of Briggs & Morgan, where she works with many professional engineers, engineers in training, and engineers on large energy infrastructure projects, both from a regulatory and an environmental perspective. Prior to joining Briggs, she was an environmental engineer for a Minnesota electric utility company. Since 2001, she has been a very active member of both the Minnesota Society of Professional Engineers and NSPE. She started um, MNSPE's first student chapter at the University of Minnesota Duluth. A year after college graduation, she was elected to the Minnesota Executive Committee, advancing to the position of the MNSPE president in 2010. Her leadership roles with NSPE uh, are numerous, and they've included membership on the Board of Directors and House of Delegates, Chairman of the Membership Committee, the Bylaws Review Task Force, and the Position Statement and Professional Policy Development Task Force. It's a mouthful to say sometimes. They're all a mouthful to say, I think. (laughs) In addition to professional organizations, Cody is also very active in her community, serving on the Planning Committee for Fashion Fest for University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital. That sounds really rewarding. It is a lot of fun. And providing support to Community Aid Elk River. Cody received her bachelor's with honors in chemical engineering from the University of Minnesota Duluth and a Juris Doctor, cum laude, from William Mitchell College of Law in St. Paul. She is licensed to practice law in Minnesota state and federal courts and Wisconsin state courts and is a licensed professional engineer in Minnesota. So welcome again, Cody. Thanks, Daisy. We will get into our very first question. Yeah, hopefully people are still listening. I know, right? <laughs> well, it's a pretty good, you know, pretty good background. Um, if you could tell us a little bit uh, about the opportunities for leadership and engagement at all levels of NSPE, um, you know, because clearly you have a, a story background with both Minnesota and NSPE. So I think it would be helpful um, if we could hear maybe a little bit about how that helped you on your path to becoming our youngest president. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned, I was elected to the executive committee in Minnesota uh, a year after college. But it didn't start there. Um, I joined NSPE in 2001 um, during my sophomore year of college, just before winter break, because the notice from the Minnesota Professional Engineers Foundation, the 501c3 arm of the Minnesota Society of Professional Engineers, had just sent out their scholarship applications. And I figured if I'm going to apply for a scholarship, I should really figure out what this organization is about. Sure. So I joined then. And uh, later that sum, the following summer, uh, the Minnesota Society sent out an email calling for volunteers for different committees and task forces and things. And of course, as a student member, I at the time it was free um, to be a student member in Minnesota and National. And when I joined, I picked up the phone and I called the main office and I said, "Can I?" participate in any of these committees and task forces or volunteer to be a part of them? And they said, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you. So 
they had a committee at the time called the Outreach Committee. Okay. And really looked at reaching out to colleges and high school students. Um, and I volunteered for that committee and started getting involved that way. And so I became more of a familiar face around there. And when they were looking to fill an executive committee position, uh, that's how my name came up. So wow. it was really about just being willing to jump up and say, I want the opportunity. And unfortunately, I don't remember who said it. She was the CEO of, I believe it was Stanley Consultants. Um, but her message was in the realm of, you always just have to raise your hand. The worst thing people can say to you is no. You know, it's we're true. looking for something specific or we really want people who are in this field or are looking at this specific issue. But if you want to volunteer and you say, I'm willing, the worst thing they can say to you is no. And then file your name away for later. Exactly. Find <laughs> a new opportunity for yeah. you somewhere else. So that's how I got started. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And eventually I found myself here. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. Thank you. So our second question, um, as you know, the engineering profession, like other professions, um, has and is going through some significant changes. Right. Um, what do you see as the specific challenges for engineering, and how do you see those affecting NSPE? It's a really important question to me because I, in my short career, and I, I've been out of school, out of undergrad now for a while. I'm not going to tell you exactly how many years. You can Google it and find it, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it's somewhere out there uh, in the interwebs. But I've been out for about a decade, and I have seen changes just in what I do and, and the work I do, particularly, I, as you mentioned, I used to work in the electric utility mm -hmm. industry uh, as an environmental engineer, and even the software changes and technology changes have um, have required that people stay up to date on those things. Yes. And that's all part of this continuing ed piece, right? That we try and instill really early on in careers is you have to constantly be learning. So even once you're done with your degree, keep learning, keep getting out there, keep figuring out how you can do your job better. And I think that's really important to the profession. Um, I, I straddle two professions a yep. little bit because I work as an attorney in a law firm but I still have my professional engineering license, and I still participate in things like the National Society of Professional Engineers. So I see those changes in that in that uh, career path, um, kind of from the outside. Mm -hmm. But I still see it because I see it with my clients and everyone I work with here at National. And then on the other side, I see the changes in the law because that's where I spend all of my daytime, right. working as a lawyer and client expectations change, and there there is always this shift um, that's occurring, and it's what direction is it going, and where is it headed, and so that's really important to me, and there's a task force that I set up for this year to look at the future of the profession, to oh, look great. at the future of professional engineering, and how we as NSPE can provide further support to our members to make sure that they're on the forefront of how the profession is changing and what they need to be aware of going forward, and then kind of best practices on how to make sure not only they are staying up to speed on how things are changing, but also they're able to inform their clients and customers on how things are changing. Because in a service industry like a private practicing professional engineer or a lawyer or even on the um, side of being someone in government or something, but you're providing services to another group, helping the recipient of those services understand 
what pressures you're under as well. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously not saying, no, I've got five million things to do. How can you ask me to do something else? But letting them understand how your profession is changing and keeping them informed um, is really important because then collaboratively we can work together to make things better. Right. And that's relationship forward. building too. Exactly. Between the clients. Um, so apart from the task force, which sounds awesome, and I can't wait to see what, what they're going to do this coming year, um, are there any things that you particularly want to see NSPE accomplish this year as president? I really want us to continue to move forward in helping the public understand who professional engineers are. Um, the term engineer, even when professional engineering first started in the early 30s, 1930s, for those of you who are very young, um, <laughs> there the term engineer was already used in other places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not a term like lawyer or architect or um, doctor. Right. I mean, their engineer already had other, other meanings. And granted, even the term architect is being used in a more figurative sense now. Um, you know, internet architects and mm-hmm. those technology architects and those kinds of things. Um, but... I think one of the best things we can do ourselves as members of NSPE is when we talk with people about, well, what do you do? I'm a professional engineer. Right. And to keep that technology going forward, because if you just say I'm an engineer, the joke is always, oh, you drive trains? Choo-choo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so if we, if we can change the conversation, uh, I hope to try and move that forward a little bit this year. And of course it's, uh, just kind of a building momentum thing. We started that with Race for Relevance in yes. 2012 and kind of taking a look at ourselves. And I think one of the best things we can do for ourselves and for our profession is to change the conversation. In order to do that, we need to be upfront about it. I'm a professional engineer. What's a professional engineer? Well, it means that I've taken additional steps for education and proof of confidence to get my license. I need to maintain my license. I have certain requirements for that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it means that I'm able to provide engineering services to clients and customers um, under the laws of our state. Right. Right. That's important. Well, good, because we're starting that off with Professional Engineers Day. We're we're actually recording this on um, August 1st, um, and Professional Engineers Day is two days away. So, um, And it falls in the month of my birthday, so... Yay, perfect. (laughs) So our last question, because we don't want to keep Cody forever, um, is what are three things that either NSPE members may not know about you or that you want them to know about you? Yeah, those are two different questions, right? What what might they not know about me? Yeah, okay. Well, so maybe, um, (laughs) hmm, what would you want? What three things you want them to know about you? (laughs) Um, You know, we've covered a lot of things. In this, and so all of those things are obviously important to me, and they all helped shape how I got here. Um, I guess one thing, the reason I found out about professional engineering at all, I, I didn't come from a family of engineers. Um, so my professor in college, Dr. Steve Sternberg, was the first my first introduction to a professional engineer. He was uh, my fluids instructor, fluid dynamics instructor, in my chemical engineering program at the University of Minnesota Duluth. So he is my first contact with a professional engineer and talked with us about how important it was as chemical engineers, uh, even though a lot of my classmates were going into industry, and specifically in Minnesota, you don't need a PE to do manufacturing engineering or engineering-related to manufacturing. So a lot of them weren't going to need 
a license. But his message was, uh, why would you start closing doors on your future before you even walked through the first one and graduated? Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great advice. Yeah. Nearly everyone in my graduating class at Chemical Engineers took the the FE exam. Wow. Yep. Took the FE exam. We all sat that Saturday. (laughs) For the whole Saturday, yeah. and took it back when, hours. In class, back when you had to sit in a lecture hall. Oh, and you get yeah. to see the computer now. Um, and so that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing, I have a husband and a beautiful daughter, and a she is beautiful, <laughs> by the way. If you want to see pictures, go to NSPE's Flickr account. There are some amazing pictures of of Miss Emily wearing some yes. NSPE logo gear. Yes, yeah, she had a blast at the annual meeting. So uh, it's the two of them and then our dog, Chester. And oh. so that's our little family, and they're absolutely fantastic. Chester's getting up there, but he's a nice little white Shih Tzu Bichon mix who thinks he's a lab and likes to chase tennis balls and go swimming. Um, and so on top of being president of NSPE and being a lawyer, I'm also a mom to an 11-month-old yep. and a wife to a wonderful husband and then a doggy mom. Yeah, that's a lot. Yep, but it is, but it's you all do it possible. Well. It is, it, it is. It is all possible. And then the third thing, um, maybe just a quirky fun fact. Okay. I played the oboe from <laughs> sixth grade until I graduated from high school, and I can still play. When I was on maternity leave, I tried it, and my poor infant daughter had to listen to it, but I can still do play. Do you still have it? I still have it. You still yeah. have an oboe? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So huh, that's pretty cool. There's my third little fun fact. I see, I like that. That's why we asked that question. <laughs> so we get the fun facts. So I think that's going to be it for us, unless you have anything else you want to say. And um, you know, we're just so glad to, to have you here and have you as president and really looking forward to the coming year. Great. Well, thanks, Cody. Absolutely. All thanks, right. Stacey. Bye-bye. Bye.